Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to go on and wish Doug a happy birthday. I know this releases a couple days after your birthday, Doug, but I'm going to get out there right now. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. It means a lot. You know what someone got you for your your birthday? What? We we got another Patreon. Churro level. Michael sure. Kramer, yes, the $5 level. Michael Kramer Jr., thank you so much for supporting the show and getting all that extra content and wallpaper and fun things like that. If you would love to support our show, it can be as little as $1 a month. Visit our Patreon site in the show notes. And, Doug, we also have a review for you to read in honor of your you know what birthday. Else? You know what else you get on Patreon? What? I post our Showtime selfies. You do? That's where the Showtime selfie goes. Sometimes they make it to the Twitterverse, but... Yeah, go go look at the Showtime selfies, if nothing else. All right, and we have a review. You're right. Uh, iTunes review, which we love because iTunes reviews do, like, magical things to help everybody else find the show, which is magical, right? We have we get paid by the magical by Disney. Yep. So, no, they don't pay us anything. All right, so there are several top ten Disney World podcast lists for a reason. That's the title of the post. And it's by MJC... J-R-F-177. Rolls right off the tongue. I, you know, I try to make a name out of it, like, Majus Junior Flizz, but I don't, I, 77. I, I bet they were born in 77. There That's you go. My, yeah. Good guess. So anyway, heading to WDW in May 2019 and have been gathering tips and information like it's my job. That's all capitals, by the way. So like, serious job. Discovered Rope Drop Radio on some top 10 lists and do not regret giving it a listen. I am hooked. These guys seem to really enjoy the parks and are not afraid to gush like schoolgirls over the good stuff or to complain like grumpy old men over the not so good. I love it. Keep on keeping it real, guys. And thank you, MJ. Awesome. Well, thank you That's so much. I love the reviews. It's accurate of us. It is. Sometimes we're grumpy. They captured our our uh, true personality there. With the it, you know when we're people. not grumpy at the parks is when it's just you and I together, the rope drop radio trips. That's when that's it's no grumpiness. You know why? Because I'm not looking after my children at all. That's right. No, no three wheels to kind of navigate and steer around. I think this is a transition, Doug. I hear a transition, Derek. Yes. Yes, I do. We're talking about taking kids to the parks because that's what most people do. You don't hear a lot of bachelor parties happening at Walt Disney World. <laughs> it happens. It happens. More families than not families, I would say. We go without our kids, but we go more with our kids, right? I We do. Maybe we should start looking into that, Doug. Reverse maybe, the cycle. Maybe for the next birthday, you and I make a trip. Huh? Yeah. 
That's next. a possibility. We'll start planning it now. We got a year. I like it. All right. So we're going to be talking about bringing kids to Walt Disney World. And with that, Doug and I, we love to bring our kids and we have a lot to talk about. But we have other people that have a lot more information, moms especially, because Doug and I, we only we're do one moms. side. We're not moms. We, we not do the moms. dad parents. <laughs> we're the fun parents. So yeah. we thought Actually, I, I'm the weak parent, according to my children. The weak parent? The, par- the weak. The weak parent. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm more something. the fun parent, but I still get taken advantage of. That's why you're the fun parent. You buy the Dole Whip. I get treated like a substitute teacher. That happens. Yeah. Well, to help cover all this fun topic, we welcome on Christy and Jamie Lee from the Acuna Moscato Moms blog. Welcome, ladies. Hi, how are you? Hello. Let's start off with a little bit of your Disney stories, guys. How long have you had the Disney bug? Um, Well, this is Jamie Lee. I'll go first. So I traveled to Disney when I was five for the first time, and I loved it. I loved it immediately, like most kids do. Um, And that's probably when I really, like, from that moment on, I was just obsessed with Disney, Disney movies, Disney characters, Mickey Mouse Club on TV, the Disney Channel that was really big growing up. And um, I just loved going to the resort every year with my family because my brothers and I are spaced really far apart, kind of far apart, and um, have nothing in common. And when we went to Disney World, that was like really the only time where my whole family of five would be sitting and watching the same show and like have equal interest in what was going on. And we would really share that with each other. So that's kind of how my Disney bug got started. And then over the years, it just never went away. I became a teenager and, you know, all the cool kids were going elsewhere with their parents. And I still wanted to go to Disney. My parents bought into DVC at that point and the trips became even more frequent. Um, And then I got married and, you know, we were still going to Disney and newlyweds. And then, now that I have kids, I feel like I finally have like some co-pilots here that, you know, these two mm-hmm. people aren't going to fight me on going to Disney every year. So um, that's kind of how it evolved for me. Um, okay. So hi, I'm Christy and I've been going to Disney since I was three. My family, um, kind of like Jamie's, we didn't really go anywhere else. We just went to Disney every year. Um, so that continued all through like the middle school years and when Disney shouldn't be cool, but it will, was still cool to me years. Um, and then I started dating my future husband in college and our first trip together was Disney World, which it was senior year of college, uh, winter break. And he hadn't been there since I think like third grade. So I was like, well, one, I'm going to, you know, either we're going to last forever after this trip or it's done if you don't like Disney. So it it happened early on and he loved it and he he caught the bug. Um, And then we just kind of went every year each with each other, which it's magical without kids. I love kids, but, you know, there's something to doing Disney without children. Um, and then we honeymoon there and now we have two boys, they're five and four years old and they've been every year since we actually moved to Florida last year from Connecticut. Um, and we became annual pass holders in February. So like my Disney life has totally changed becoming a pass holder. So, um, but yeah, I think I just caught the bug somewhere along growing up going every year. And then, I actually love everything about the history of the company. So even now to this point, a few nights ago, I couldn't sleep. It was like one in the morning and I'm Googling the new Disney streaming service and Bob Iger. And I just, I love the history and all aspects of Disney. So 
That's really good. I think everyone should be required to take their date or maybe future spouse to Disney. Yeah. Because you kind of really figure out who someone is when they have to wait in line or the heat or have to deal with (laughs) walking around strollers. Or, or, yeah, I mean, speaking of strollers, like, obviously, we all have kids. We get it. But, like, being on a bus, a park bus at, mm, I don't know, one in the morning, holding your folded stroller and you've got your kids, like, you're going to love that person. So... That's yeah, make or break it type that. stuff. It's either it you is, love it's them or true. it's over. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what inspired you guys to start your blog? So Christy and I actually grew up together in the same town and we knew each other very casually, but I would say probably like the year and a half before she moved away, we started meeting up more often just as moms, you know, in town with kids the same age. Mm-hmm. And we had known for a while that the both of us had this like borderline obsession with Disney and you know um Christy actually married one of my friends from high school and so with Facebook and all of that I would see her still going to Disney when like all of our friends at 21 were like traveling to Cancun oh yeah and and I was still going to Disney so when we would meet up um we would talk about, you know, going to Disney pregnant, going to Disney with an infant, going to Disney with a toddler. When we didn't have playdates, we would still go back and forth and text message and like, what do you do with rider switch? And what do you do with when mm-hmm. one kid, you know, doesn't meet height requirement and the other one does? And do you bring a stroller? Do you rent a stroller? We just go back and forth constantly, you know, sharing tips, but also just like memories and experiences and battle stories as we like to call them one of our biggest pet peeves that came up in conversation one day is like when well at this point in our life we now have friends that are now making the trek to disney world with their young children and they were coming back and just complaining complaining about it being too expensive or the lines or the heat or the kids going crazy and it's like you're doing it wrong you know you're just you're doing it wrong if you don't love it then like you know, we can improve on that. And you're spending all this money. Like you should be coming back having had the trip of your life. You know what I mean? The way we have always felt about it. So, um, over this time period, we kept, um, applying for the, uh, Disney moms panel, the mom panel and kept getting rejected. (laughs) Honestly, Honestly, you two have a better chance of making the moms panel than Chris. Yeah. I think our odds are, I made it to the video round. Once. Well, we never we even made it that far. Never made it to the. Oh. No. No. So, um, finally, after this last round, you know, I just get a text from Christy one day. She's like, "That's it. We're <laughs> we're putting all of our stuff in writing. I want to put it up on the blog. Like, yeah. you know, there's no law against doing that. And just like, and if social- there was, Jamie would have found it because she researches everything. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a rule follower. Um, <laughs> good. And it's a good thing. Yeah, especially when yeah. you're putting stuff on writing for like yeah. all the world to see. Although not all the world is seeing it yet, but you know what I mean? They will. They will now. Yeah, they will. They will. And so we just, we felt that on social media, we kept commenting on people's pages and, you know, we were listening to podcasts like Rope Drop Radio and just, you know, constantly consuming all of this Disney content. And we wanted to keep that conversation going. Like we just, we were, we're doing it all the time. If we're on the treadmill, if we're driving to work, like we're learning, we're reading, we're updating ourselves for our next trip. And so that really just kind of hit us. Like we have to put this in writing and share this with people because if we're sharing it back and forth, some other mom out there is going to want to read this and they're going to have a better trip because of it. 
That's right. That yeah. sounds like a great reason to start. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, lot of content already. We think so, yeah. Got to find a way or make one. I like it. You know what, Mom's Blog, we'll do it. We'll start our own. There you go. There you yeah. go. There you go. That's, our that's rope almost, panel. That's almost <laughs> where, like, you know, I had just been rejected a little while before that, before Derek and I started our show, so... I just am interested in what the qualifications are for that. But, you know, that's a whole other show, well, I think. We do have an episode about that. Yes, Way we do. Back. Oh, I'll have to look at it. <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to go back and find Jennifer from the mom's panel. She was on she explained it all. She explained it all. I, I don't remember. Peak. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, you talked in there about how you uh, bringing kids and you guys discussed and, and all your friends and you're seeing them. A question that Doug and I, we get all the time. Maybe we're not mm-hmm. the most qualified to answer this, mm-hmm. but what do you think the best age to take a kid to Disney is? So so I'll go first and then I'll let um, Christy kind of chime in because I'm sure she'll have a different opinion. But um, I think, honestly, the sooner the better. Why not? If you're a Disney fan and you want to be there, you know, especially if you're having your first kid and it's like super easy oh my <laughs> and gosh, you don't one have multiple kid. kids to string along. I don't along. remember what that's like anymore. I, the no. out so hard. Most parents of their first child think it's like the most difficult thing ever. Right, and right. Until you have your second child, you're like, oh crap, we just wasted two years of easy. So yeah, of easiness, right? right. And that's kind of how I felt. We brought my daughter, our firstborn, when she was five months old. And I was like, I am only coming to Disney with kids. Like, this place is so equipped to handle families with babies and small mm-hmm. children from, you know, the zero entry pools and the pack and plays in every room with the spare sheet in case your kid spits up on it. It's just... They have everything that you need, and most of all, they're it's free. You can bring them up till three for no park ticket cost, and they're pretty much a free meal plan up until that point too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I say the sooner the better. But with that said, I have to say now that my kids are three and four, that two and a half was really like the sweetest spot because they were old enough to have their own like fandom of Disney and their favorite characters and they could recognize people and and verbalize that to the characters um, and they do have kind of tiny little memory banks at that age um, but they were still free and they were easy to kind of mm-hmm. tote around so I'll have to go with like two and a half being my favorite age but I say take them as early as you can yeah um, so I also took our son Jack he was five months old also when we first took him um, and I'm pretty much agree with the same thing. So the deal is if you're calm as a parent and you don't put these expectations on the trip at any age, you know, five months or five years old, whatever, then you're going to have a good time. If you're having a good time, then baby or toddler is going to have a good time and everyone's going to be happy. So I think as long as parents, you're, you know, you're ready and you have this, like, we can do it attitude. You're in Disney world. Nobody is judging you. You're at like probably the one place where if your child's having a tantrum in the middle of main street, like parents will look at you and be like, I get it. I understand. Do you want me to go get you a drink or a Starbucks? Just to clarify though, my 13 year old will judge you. But she oh, well, judges everybody. It's 13 yeah. year old. So, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, I think as soon as you're ready and, you know, now I think, again, my kids are four and five and they are so obsessed with like Star Wars, which got me obsessed with it. So they have their own thing they're into. Um, I mean, I'm trying to hide Galaxy's Edge from them, which isn't easy because in <laughs> Florida they're playing that commercial on repeat. 
But um, yeah, so it's just a fun age when they know kind of what's going on and they have their favorite rides and everything. It's really fun. I totally agree. However, what would you guys say since you're like putting stuff out there, getting questions back to those people that say like, well, we're only going to go maybe twice while they're kids and we want them to remember it. What age would you recommend to us for a good time where they can do everything? What do you answer to those types of people? So do everything. I mean, my daughter is four and this last trip um, back in September, she hit the height requirement for almost Mm -hmm. every single ride, I think, except for what's the tallest one? Everest at 48. Yes, uh, the 48 inch ones was the one she had. Is Everest 44? I'm losing my mind right now. Yeah, Everest is 44. Yeah, Everest 44. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go on those because I'm not tall enough, but... um, (laughs) But yeah, Everest 44, Space 44, and then uh, Primeval World, which nobody really should go on, 48. So she could go on the majority of the rides, um, but she was still the cost of a park ticket. Like, I'm still so for, like, right before their third birthday. Yeah, because think of how much money you save and (laughs) you enjoy the trip so much more, like, knowing that you're not, like, you're not finishing everything on your plate. And that was like a $35, you know, kids character breakfast meal, or, you know, we're not at the park from rope drop to close because we had to buy a whole park day. So I, I kind of like going right before they turn three, but I would also say to someone who said like, we're only going to go once or twice or like every five to 10 years. I don't know. Never say never. Cause it's chances yeah. are you'll go down there and you'll love you'll it. Like that was my, everyone does. Everybody gets addicted. You and if they're want... you question them. <laughs> <laughs> you also want, like, I feel like kids are becoming teenagers so much faster that, I mean, one, even though, you know, we were both teenagers, Disney was always cool. But for the most part, like, I feel like people, kids like 10 year, 10 to 13 is like that preteen or tween, whatever they call it. And nope. I think they're, yeah. And I feel like, you have to take them at least, I would say my, you know, my son's five and he can go on all the big rides now um, when they can do that. So five, four or five, and then maybe like eight or nine, if uh, you know, because you really want to do it at least twice before they, you know, they're at the age of not believing anymore. So, yeah, I know that's a good point too. Yeah. Yeah. The believing that's the thing about like a five-year-old when they meet Cinderella, they think, Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's it. I mean, when I met Ray, I was like starstruck. So (laughs) I'm like 35. So, yeah, I know. might have been the real Ray. Yeah, you might have. It might have. Not sure. My my daughter like loves the Enchanted Tiki Room. She's like she's like a 90 year old like (laughs) Disney nerd and like a four year old's body. Like her favorite thing is Trace Caballeros. And I have to throw her a Trace Caballeros birthday party. I in a few it. weeks. I, I bet it. those decorations <laughs> are everywhere, right? Yes. You just walk well, in. Oh, like, you think I'm you would think. Yeah. I have to have some, like, cocoa undertones, but I'll figure it out. But <laughs> she she asked me, she's like, are the, just the other day, she's like, are the tiki room birds, like, real or are they? Aww. And I was like, well, they're animatronics. And she's like, what does that mean? And um, so real. here, yeah, here in Tri-State area, we have uh, Stu Leonard's, which is like the Disney World of grocery stores. And there are animatronics there. We we go there every week. So I'm like, you know, like the chickens at Stu Leonard's, like they're animatronics. And she was like, oh, and I could just like oh, see it leave her face a little bit. Like, yeah. Ruined for go. life. 
Good yeah. job, mom. But I told you oh. the princesses are real, except when you have to explain why Sophia has like this uh, big giant head. Yeah. Yeah. And like cloth skin while <laughs> Elena is like a real person. Like That's these are the right. questions that are really hard for me. I have to boys. Answer. I have boys, so I don't get these questions. But yeah, that's a tricky one. I never it's very intuitive. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think my daughter, she's pushing eight, and I think she knows, but she won't let on to it uh, for us or even her little brothers. So they get the oh, magic. Plus, plus, yeah. It's all real. It's all it is real. All real. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good answer. Um, so let's move on to now that we've decided to take our kids on a Disney vacation, mm-hmm. despite my arguments sometimes, what factors do you take into account for planning the trip? Like when you're thinking about being there with children, like, like resorts and length of stay, like how many days, how do you factor that in? So with length of stay, I would have to say, because with little ones, like we're talking infants, toddlers, preschool, and even like young adolescents. With this age group, if you're gone too long and really interrupt the sleep schedule, the eating pattern, like you're doing damage that's going to last you. Like you're not sleeping as a parent for like the next Mm -hmm. month after that. So I think you could go for as short as like a five-day trip and still fit in a lot of good stuff or as long as an eight-day trip. Um, I do think once they get older and beyond that age, you know, they're more kind of self-regulated and you can go for a longer span of time. So five to eight days is kind of my recommendation. And then as far as resorts go, my kids and I, myself, and my husband, we could do like entire trips just at resorts because there's just so much at all the Disney resorts and they're all interconnected and easy to travel to. And, you know, you could be as um, immersed in theming as you want to. Um, and so, again, for this age, when we're picking resorts, we're looking for ones that are close to other attractions like character meals. So, like, Boardwalk, you can do the Trattoria Bon Voyage character breakfast there. Or if you're at Yacht and Beach Club, you can do Cape May Cafe character breakfast there. So kind of those little things. And then um, also having a zero entry pool and like a preschool Mm -hmm. water play area Mm -hmm. is so key. Like if they're not strong swimmers, you're going to be sweating and nervous and anxious the entire time at the pool when you should really just, you know, be relaxed and enjoying yourself. So we really like to stay at, um, like the Yacht and Beach Club has obviously the zero entry, like sand bottom pool and the digging area and all of that. Yeah, but they Fort, can play on the beach. They can play on the beach, the beach quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fort Wilderness, Port Orleans, Grand Floridian, obviously the Polynesian, um, Saratoga Springs, they all have those like little preschool water play areas with slides and spray parks and all that kind of stuff. So that's really my preference of where to stay with the little ones. There, you did Caribbean Beach recently, and you swam, right, with your little people? Yes, it was a lot of fun. That was probably one of the most fun resort pools that we've done. Oh, nice. Yeah, they have all kinds of stuff there. Slides yeah. and, and the uh, pirate ship zero for entry. the little one and zero. Yeah, it was great. I, I think yeah. every resort has something unique, and I realize kids, no matter what age, as long as it has the pool, even the Holiday Inn down the street that smells like chlorine a mile oh, away, yeah. <laughs> they're still going to have fun and swim. I think uh, some of the theming goes more for the adults than the kids, but yeah, yeah every every pool at Disney's fun, I'll say. And I've, I've yeah. even swam in the All-Stars, Doug. You swam in the All-Stars? I did and swim in the All-Stars, I did not have tet- <laughs> I did not get tetanus. 
Congratulations. Yeah, there you go. Congratulations. We um, and we do love every resort, but like my family owns at um Boardwalk and so that's where we stayed in September and I was like complaining to my parents, although I should not have been because we stayed on their points. But I'm like, you know, James just has this like little baby pool. That's it. It's just like a carved out hole and, and mm-hmm. the entire time he kept throwing his cars into the big pool and one of us had to like sink down to the bottom and retrieve them and then my daughter gave me a heart attack going down the clown slide like over and over again because it's a clown it's so scary it is not the yeah. water yeah. the actually clown got it claire only so, went down it once because of the clown she's like yeah i'm not coming out of the clown's mouth yeah there's again. probably like, no line for that water slide like the polynesian no, there wasn't the line. <laughs> yeah the boardwalk also does not have zero entry no, Either. no, so that's it, what I'm saying. Updates, updates. It is. And I love it, but, you know, that would, if I could have had my choice, we would have stayed somewhere. Although we did transfer to Fort Wilderness, and they have zero entry, and they also have um, the, the water skip area. So we did get a couple of uh, those days in. But that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, as a parent or as an adult, as an adult just going there you're like oh the boardwalk is great and it is i love the boardwalk but like being there with a two and a four-year-old it's you know my pool days yeah. are not very relaxing no so, christy what about you what would you say um, you know i was thinking so i agree with the pools um we just went to the polynesian in february and their little kid area they is amazing and they had at any point two to three lifeguards just for the kid area so um that was really nice but also i think we take into consideration up until we became pass holders of you know in february we really we never we never did park hopper i mean since we've had kids we haven't done park hopper i should say that but even as adults when we would go there just the two of us we were like running around like crazy when again we you know just like jamie's family we really want to enjoy the resort um, so we kind of did away with park hopper and we love it because it doesn't give us that pressure anymore. And we also do, uh, if we're staying for five days, we do our base tickets for three days. I mean, maybe four, but usually just three days because again, we like to enjoy the resorts. We love Disney Springs. There's so many things you can do. Usually we stay at a magic kingdom resort, but there's the nights that we go over to the boardwalk and we walk around and do all that. So, I would say, you know, X out the park hopper and um, do less days of a ticket, whether it's base ticket or park hopper, than the days you're actually staying there. Yeah. See, Derek, this is why we have guests on. Cause yes, because we would disagree with that completely. Do less days. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, we've done it where we have we've done it where we have a ticket every day, but like with kids, it's just madness i feel like maybe i torture yeah. my kids a little bit because we're we're you might i might yeah because we rope drop we go to the end we don't go back we hop we around back. there we you go, go. and then we use our nap to hop somewhere else well there yeah. you go yeah it's hopping but it's not like you're already napping to hop it's, but see yeah. that brings me back to my point so you guys go there with that attitude and your kids are probably even if they complain they're used to it and they go along with it so Whatever tone the parents set, I feel like that's the kids are going to go along with it either way. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to commit. You have to commit. (laughs) Yes. I can't start doing that now. My kids will like go nuts. Our kids listen to the show. They know what rope dropping is all about. So I think we've gotten it engraved in them pretty well. Good. I only have one out of three that listen to the show. The other two (laughs) just listen to their episodes on repeat. 
which is great. Aww. Well, they need to do it on different IP addresses. They just have it downloaded. <laughs> so it's not helping. Oh, the it's not helping the numbers. Okay. They're, they're all neck and neck too. I was looking at that the other day. Uh, anyway, we were just kind of transitioning out of the resorts into the park. So let's talk about some of the strategies that you have to make it easier with kids in the parks. I will go first with that. So first, I think you have to pack familiar, like semi-healthy snacks for your kids to take into the park because they're definitely going to be overstimulated. They're definitely going to get tired. But if they're thirsty and hungry on top of that, either because they're just picky from the food available in the park or it's not particularly nourishing. And I'm a dietitian, so I, you know, <laughs> it, you know, the irony is not lost on me here that this is what I'm choosing to talk about. But um, for my kids, their behavior and their stamina is like 10 times better if I have their normal like waffles, yogurt, and fruit for breakfast and they can eat it in the room and we're not like rushing to get to a breakfast place before we get to the um, parks and then packing at least a lunch or some snacks and a lunch um, for the park because then they can just eat like in the lines or while they're in the stroller um, and it saves you money too. So it saves you time, it saves you money and if you're rope dropping you can eat in line, you know, as you're waiting for um, the rope to drop, you know, uh, figuratively speaking. That is the best so, time to eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. That is the best time to eat breakfast, drink your coffee, because you ain't going nowhere. You're there until <laughs> they decide to let you in. Um, so I think you have to pack for that. You have to remember to kind of remind your kids to eat because they're just going to be like, you know, so overstimulated. That's, that is Derek. I have to remind him to eat. Yeah, I, yeah, it's hard. I, I do. I forget to eat on trips. It drives my wife nuts. Uh, you're you a guy. You're a dietitian. It's like our our diets go completely out the window oh, out when the we window. get to Disney. <laughs> uh, the only time my kids are allowed to drink pop is when they're at Walt Disney World or on an airplane to Walt Disney World. So it's yeah, yeah well, it's, they, they're allowed to well they can splurge. It's <laughs> right? like it's vacation. Pop, chocolate. You want a cinnamon roll, Gaston's for breakfast. Great. We're yeah, no See, rules. So. And I'm sure each family is different, but like my kids, that works for maybe like the first day. And then the second day, we're like, what did <laughs> they're like we do? Yeah, they're like glitch, like literally vanilla pee. They just have glitches all day long. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to plan ahead and do that. And my husband is, you know, better fueled too when we, when I, you know, we have food for him available That's as well. Worse. The dads Which, have to be fed. Yeah, he needs to be fed. I mean, he's already shaking his head at me for the fact that we're, like, down here in Disney spending all this money and going to the park. So, like, I have to make sure that he has the right fuel to, like, get us to the front of these lines here. Yeah. Um, I think another thing, so, you know, I also, and Jamie is my friend and, and a nutritionist, but she doesn't judge. So I can say she this don't. with confidence that – if my kids want a cookie for breakfast in Disney, fine. I count it as breakfast. That's what you ate. Breakfast so, of champions right there. Whatever. Yes. Call if it it's a Mickey shape, vanilla icing better. on it, fine. Um, so, but yeah, so I keep them fueled with food. I do bring in um, Ziplocs because when we do order, like we don't do many, at, you know, four and five-year-olds, we don't do many sit-down dinners right now or meals. We do a lot of quick service. Um but when they don't finish like their chicken fingers, they'll want them an hour later. So I put them in my little Ziplocs and I carry them in my book bag and we're off. So I do the juice box thing. Um, but also what I notice with the boys and most kids, I think, is that they have all the toys in the world at home. And then when they go to, which are all Disney toys, 
And then when we go to when we go to the parks, they would forget and they'd be asking for the same things or almost the same. So probably the past two years, again, we're into Star Wars. I brought there. Now it's annoying for me because moms always end up carrying everything. But um, at least in my family, um, I brought their lightsabers because I'm not going to pay whatever Disney's charging them when we got them from Target. And they're the same. So I bring their lightsabers. I bring um Walgreens the past couple of years has had really good nightmare before Christmas stuff around Halloween and we love going to not so scary. So this past year I got these like Jack Skellington heads that are on like a thing they hold in their hand and you press the button and the light spins and his head just like those, you know, those carts they push in front of your kids as you're waiting for the parades to start like all of that stuff they sell at uh, Walgreens or dollar store or even target sometimes in the dollar spot. So I got them these Jack Skellington light spin things. And as soon as they were about to ask for the ones they saw in the car, I whipped these out. They were $5 each. The ones in the park were 25. Um, and you know, honestly, wherever you buy it from, they're going to break soon after anyway. So, um, yeah. So if you see things in the stores and it's not too much to carry on the airplane or into the park, grab them because it's a lifesaver. My kids this past trip in February wanted those bubble wands. Again, they were 25 each. Uh, and then I, yeah, I know. I know. And then, um, bubbles and like chalk. Ugh. Um, but I bought target has actually toy story ones. They just came out with $10 a piece bubble wands. I bought a week ago for their Easter basket. So if you see little things in the store that are similar or the same, and you know, your kids are going to freak, just be prepared with those and bring them into the park. One dollar glow sticks. I buy them every time. Yeah. I have a special yeah. spot in my backpack, and so it's just a cart walks by. I think that's like a total open, dad move. Yeah. yeah, that's a. I, my my dad even when I was little always had that. So yeah, the glow sticks. We always made friends with our neighbors with the glow sticks. Yeah, we break yeah. out like several tubes of them. And it's the true. And everybody was all, yeah, yeah. everybody's all friendly next to you, which is good. Meanwhile, you next you're like directing hour. traffic of like the traffic flow, the strollers. Well, <laughs> I may be directing traffic, but not very nicely at times. Yeah. So yep. What about when you're planning your day? Like, so you talked a lot about the little things that help you get through the day there with the snacks and the little extra toys and things. Mm-hmm. What about like fast passes? What time frame do you like to squeeze those in? And what attractions do you think work well there? So I think for fast passes, those are good for like medium demand rides, if you know what I mean. Like the high demand rides, like Slinky Dog, like I've never gotten a fast pass for Slinky Dog. I've never gotten a fast pass for Flight of Passage. Like I just, I don't know what is wrong with me, but I'm never getting these these fast passes. And I think I'm booking ahead of time, but you know, compared to some other people, like you said, some people are only going a couple times in like a 10 year span. They're planning these the day their fast pass window opens. And that's great. You know, you can do that. But, you know, my family is just like, I can't get them to commit to dates until just a couple months out. And so those are good for medium demand rides. And then I know this is going to be shocking to both of you, but I literally just rope dropped for the first time on our last trip. It's okay. Hopefully we inspired you. Yeah. You really, honestly, you really did. And I don't know like why we haven't been doing this all along. Because if you have babies, toddlers, preschoolers, or young children, they're up at the crack of dawn yes, no matter are. where yeah. you are. They're poking you in the face at oh, night. Literally. 
And I just kind of was like, what? We're not going to sit in this room for another two more hours to like for the sake of extra sleep that none of of us are getting. And we stay at these, you know, resorts that are connected to the parks. We were at Boardwalk or right in between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So I just threw everybody together. I'm like, that's it. We're rope dropping Hollywood Studios. And we got all of Toy Story Land done like two times over at least. Just by magical. rope dropping. Yep. It really was magical. And then we yeah. came back, we did the pool midday, and then we went back for some fast passes. I think one of our fast passes we never ended up using because we did so many other things, had so many other things going on. And then we were able to kind of like hang for Fantastic because of that midday break. And then we went home. So I do think rope dropping is key, um, but not necessarily like every single morning. You know, and each park is different. Like Epcot, the World Showcase opens after the um, what Future is it? World. Future World Future opens. World. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, you can kind of plan accordingly and do e- look at each park and see what means the most to you and what means the most to your kids. And that's going to change every year. But while they're young, they're going to be a lot more easygoing about that. As they get older, mm-hmm. they're going to have like their set things that they're going to want to do so take advantage of that while they're younger and kind of just have that go with the flow attitude if you see a short wait for something and your fast pass is like across the park it might not really even be worth it you know you might just want to hop on soren if it's down to 10 minutes you know and then cross over just to get the last couple of minutes of frozen the cast members will be really nice about that like if you're just a few minutes late they yeah, tend to really let done. you on yeah so you get so, 15 uh, minutes after the window right ends. you have your grace period 15, i yeah. always push that a little more actually but yes oh so you're going like 17 19 20 <laughs> yeah, you know i blame it on a diaper change somebody had an explosion yeah. you uh, know you're telling your secrets so. <laughs> that's harder to do with my kids age yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think it might, you know, they yeah. might be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we had a moment. Um, I think that too, we also look at park hours. So first of all, this rope drop thing, I love rope drop, but I, I just feel like I have anxiety because I feel like it's becoming really trendy on social media. And a lot of people who have always done rope drop like us, I feel like it's going to take on it's going to become this big thing because everybody's posting about it. And I'm like, no, rope drop is kind of like my little secret. I mean, even when it wasn't rope drop, we would still go and just when the park opened. I don't know if they called it rope drop back then. But like, anyway, I have anxiety about that. I feel like it's becoming trendy and I don't know what to do about it. But um, we look at park hours. So if we're going to rope drop one morning and again, usually we're looking at a park not having a park hopper, even though with passes we can park hop, which is like a weird feeling. We're like, oh, okay, we can do this. Um, So we plan and see, like, if Magic Kingdom is open till midnight, obviously we're not waking up at the crack of dawn to go there. But we plan it out. We plan our day to have a break back at the hotel. And by break, it's not really a break. We do the pool. The kids, you know, get whatever snacks. Um, And then it's just a break from, like, the cluster and the sensory overload of it all. Um... And then it's also a time where, like, this is the parent side of me. We, my husband and I have these little, and this is probably not legal, but we have, like, these little flasks that look like suntan lotion bottles. And that's when we, like, fill them up and get them ready for the park mm. for night. That um, sounds sketchy. Nope, not yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, they sell them at Target. 
and you like put your wine in it and you know you, you your moscato your moscato <laughs> yeah. um yeah yeah wait so, wait a second can we edit that <laughs> What? I'm kidding. You don't, you don't really have to edit that. <laughs> I mean, realistically, parents, well, you can edit it, but like, let's be real. You have to like, you know, you need your Moscato to get through the trip. <laughs> Even if it's just to park entry. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> okay. So moving on. Um, for fast passes, I think I always say Peter Pan. Like that's the number one. And sometimes I don't get it. But for the Peter Pan ride, I just think it's nostalgic and everybody needs to go on that ride. So whenever they ask me and they're like flight of passage or slinky dog, I'm like, no, you need to get Peter Pan. That's a classic. And, um, the always la- a long wait. I, why is the wait? Up. The mm-hmm. wait is always an hour and a half. It's cr- at least it's crazy. crazy. So, um, yeah. So Peter Pan, I always say, and actually another thing is, um, our five-year-old uh, is on the spectrum. Um, so he's very mild and high functioning, but he is on the spectrum. So we do take advantage of, the DAS pass, um, probably the past few trips we've done it. And it's such an easy process to go to guest relations and, you know, they take his picture and they put it on our magic band. They attach it to our passes for the year. And so we plan it out with that. So that's how we've gotten to do Slinky Dog is because we have that pass, but it's not necessarily a fast pass. It's, it's judged by how long the regular line is. So a few weeks ago, we went to Slinky Dog, I want to say around 1030, and they told us to return at 1250. So it's not necessarily a fast way, but it's just we'll then plan our day around returning at 1250. So we try to do as much as we can in between them because, I don't know, Hollywood Studios, I feel like there's no shade, especially in Toy Story Land. So that's a tough no, park. And there's, there's not, not a lot to do to stretch out, but no. we make it work. So... Um, but yeah, so those with the DAS pass, if you are having to go to return times, do as much as you can in between, cause you're going to probably be tired at the end of it. That's a great tool, uh, to use if you need it for someone with special needs. Yeah, and definitely. you can reference uh, rope drop radio episode 110, where we go into detail on that, basically an entire show. Nice yeah, job. I mean, I'm looking that up. Episode yeah, 110. It really has worked. Actually, my husband found it. Um, you know, we had no idea and we had been to Disney several times and he's good in crowds and good with loud noises, but he does get that sensory overload. And he also, um, sometimes those wake cues are like Nemo. It's kind of dark and it can be crowded. Mm -hmm. So things like that, we, we really try to utilize it. Um, we don't really take advantage of it and I don't think Disney, the way they do it is really like an honor system, which I think is commendable, but, um, it has worked for our family. It's worked out nice, so definitely. Well, let's uh, let's move on to something that we get questions about as well, and that's parades and fireworks with children. Two very different things, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys well, fall on the? Are you parade? like uh, your family, where they send you Doug to go carve <laughs> out a seat so they catch up? Oh, I can hold a spot for fireworks like none other, and it's. I'm going to be honest. We are stroller free now and it has gotten exponentially difficult. Yeah. You can set a poncho on the ground. That's wet and gross. People will still come sit on your wet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Unless you like nudge them off. So that's what dads are for. Yeah. It's a total dad thing. Um, so how do you handle parades? Do you even worry about the parades and fireworks with your little one? So 
Yeah, so at this age, like toddlers and preschoolers, parades are just like an extra bonus. So if we make it, we're like, what did we just stumble upon? Oh my gosh, the you know, festival of fantasy. But I mean, at this age, like my daughter wants to meet each of those princesses individually. So, you know, like she's already seen them or like talked to them by the time we're seeing them in the parade. And also the parade time is when lines are shortest for food and for rides. So we like to take advantage of that because we're not annual pass holders and we're here on limited time. Um, So the parades, it's not like we avoid them or anything. We just don't, we don't stick to them. Right. You know, they're not they're not really like determining how our day rolls out as far as far as fireworks go those we definitely do see um but you know the again my last trip with the two and a four-year-old it was tough like the two-year-old was dead asleep you know waking up to loud noises and craziness so you have to be near some sort of like indoor shop and not just like an outdoor kiosk shop but like an indoor shop where you can go and the booms and the sounds are a little muted if you need to, because kids are unpredictable. You don't know. They could wake up and love it or they could mm-hmm. be terrified. So um, that's what we did for Happily Ever After. And then, um, you know, on one of our like non-park nights, we also viewed it from the fourth floor concourse at um, the Contemporary. Or even if you want to be in the park and just stand over back by the railroad station, you know, just giving yourself a little bit of distance. I know it's a projection show, but the kids are still going to see it. They have low expectations anyway. Like they haven't been Googling this and watching it on Instagram like us adults have been. So whatever they see, they're just happy to see it. Um, And we actually saw um, Mickey Not So Scary Halloween Party fireworks um, back in September. And I I almost like prefer that because I just felt like it was less pressure to be up front. We could be a little ways back and still get the whole feel of the show. Um, Fantasmic. We did sit pretty close up front, which was kind of like a gamble. And my kids were fine for that. But if your kids are spooked by loud noises, definitely take like a back row seat. Um, And then you'll also have quick, easy exit um, after the show as well, which is a good thing if you have, you know, exhausted, tired children. Or if they have to see Star Wars. Yeah, that's that's the way how we do it. Well, I don't really recommend Star Wars for the really, really young kids. There's just it's too much like guns and shooting. Mm. I think once you get to five and older, especially if they're Star Wars fans and they see mm. movies, you could go do it. Um, but if they've never seen it before, it's a little. Yeah, uh, I mean, my kids love Star Wars, and the other day, his t- my four-year-old's teacher is like, "What's a blaster?" A storm? I'm like, "Oh gosh, it's like what the stormtroopers have." Like. How does your teacher not know this? Yeah, that's why are you asking me this question? You should know. But two, I'm like, no, he doesn't have blasters at home. It's a Star Wars. Like, so yeah. So I do get the age thing. Um, but yeah, the new Star Wars show is so cool. My kids. It is so cool. I I saw it on a solo trip and I absolutely loved it. But I just kind of like knew immediately, like my kids can't see this. Like maybe Um, in one more year they could see it. Um, we're not like really big and even growing up we would if we were there five nights and we saw the fireworks one night we were good and we never really like rushed to hold spot we just kind of watched it we were behind the castle in fantasy land or whatever so that's how I grew up and that's kind of how my husband and I are with our kids I will say um you know and then like Jamie if we catch a parade we catch one 
we always though we the only thing we line up for probably an hour before it starts is the not so scary halloween parade everybody told us before we saw it like it's the best parade and i'm like whatever it's a parade that headless horseman the first like 15 minutes it's I don't know. It's magical. I still don't know how they do it. And you can hear the clicking from the horse. It's really cool. So we make sure we're there for that. Um, but yeah, everything else. And then we've always stayed. Usually we uh, stay at Magic Kingdom Resorts and they have the water parade that goes around Seven Seas Lagoon and Bay yep. Lake. And I, I love, I mean, again, it's something I saw growing up. I, I pray they never get rid of it. Like they did Spectrum Magic um, because it's like a classic that is a great parade. If you're staying at a Magic Kingdom resort, you can be back at your hotel and just like sometimes watch it from your room or the pool side. It's really, that's a cool parade to make sure you watch if you're around the area. I'll also say that is really loud depending on your room. And sometimes yes. it comes fast at 10 o'clock at night. It yeah. does. I, it that's does. A, yeah. That is sometimes. It's a- playing like stars and stripes at 10 o'clock at night. I don't think my kids have ever seen it because they've been out cold, but until I get to see it. So yeah. It's a good yeah. One. It's pretty cool. So when my kids were little, we rarely did fireworks. I'm going to be honest. We, yeah. we never, we made it maybe once on a trip, but we weren't making a priority about getting to wishes or like, I don't And I feel like the last few years, they really stepped up the firework game. I mean, it was always amazing, but like with the, you know, uh, projections and all these, they've really, it's, it's also more like 360 now. So like, even if you're behind the castle, you can still get a yeah. good view. Or my yeah. bucket list is to watch it from Astro Orbiter. I still have yet to do that, but that's something I would love to do. <laughs> that is an interesting bucket list. That yeah, I, I never wanna, thought of that. I kind of want to see Very specific. Yes. Well, watch fireworks from Astro Orbiter. That's a good list. Maybe not. I know. I, mean, yeah. I think that's probably the closest you'll get to the real, the actual firework is from going up in that thing. Yeah. Because it's, mm. t- it's high, and then you can... Mm. Make it so your orbiter goes up by even higher. <laughs> I see. I see the point. So there we go. Fireworks. We got one last question here. Uh, we're gonna ask: Is there any special dining you like to do with your kids? We could almost do a whole show on this. We uh, totally we love dining yeah. next week, possibly. I mean, my but... answer will be short, but go ahead, Jamie. So we we always do at least one character dining experience. Um, and since my youngest hasn't had too much of a voice yet in this, um, the last one was Bon Voyage, and it was, I thought, the most most cost-friendly and had the best food than any character meal that I've ever been to. And I've done most of them on property, uh, even without kids, which is, might be embarrassing to say. <laughs> but anyway, um, we loved that one. And, you know, if you have one kid that's a little standoffish, and one kid that's like really into characters you yeah. gotta go where like the kid that's into characters wants to go not so. everybody likes meeting characters right no no you know i feel like every family has that one kid that's like or, or okay, that one you were adult. cool on tv but not in person <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely um, yeah the sometimes. dad yeah. sometimes that dad i'm i'm great with characters yeah. Doug, it's a running joke doug is a very very awkward he's not a character dining kind of guy him, but i have to <laughs> forced to and it hurts a little bit yeah Yeah. Um, well i know you're always wondering like who's in there (laughs) what do you you mean that's the real cinderella when we do right of course well cinderella is real but i mean like who's in pluto (laughs) we love so we again i said it before we have our boys are crazy and unpredictable and they're just we either the lost boys basically so 
we don't really do a lot of sit downs when we do. We love Ohana. It's our favorite. I mean, the food is amazing. It's like one of those that the food is just good across the board, whether you're a kid or an adult. Um, it's very hard to get reservations. Although a couple of weeks ago we went for, uh, two nights randomly for the weekend. And I checked the night before for Ohana because you always should check fast passes, reservations 24 hours before, cause people cancel them. And they had a four 30 for Ohana. And oh, I was nice. like, yeah, I was like, we're doing it. Right. My husband's like, I don't win. know if I, I don't know if, you know, it's like a lot of money. I'm like, this is a sign. It's Never Ohana. Ohana. It's Ohana. Worth every penny. It cannot be left behind. It's it the best means restaurant. family. Yeah. So um, that <laughs> is the only one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one we really are like, well, let's just do Ohana. Um, we also did Park Fair at the Grand Floridian, which is like the character Cinderella Buffet. Yeah, that's a good one. In February. It's a good one because the the stepsisters, whoever is currently playing them, and I feel like these two cast members have been playing them for the past year. They're amazing and they're hysterical. And I don't know her name, but there's the stepsister in the green dress. She's Bella. funny. Yeah, I say I don't know. I don't have girls, so I don't know. Um, but she made the whole, and even we were with my father and my stepmom, and like they were in like having fun. It, it's a rare thing when, again, all the adults are comfortable around characters. I mean. Those stepsisters were, they made the whole dinner. So it was really cool. They're, They're known good. across property to be like very oh, I mean, comical. That's one of my I, favorites. And I've seen yeah. them, but they just were, it was just, it kept going. And my one son, the four-year-old, who's like the difficult one, he was playing with something and the stepsister came up to him and goes, what's that? And he went to go show her and she like knocked it out of his hand, like as a joke. And it was hysterical. I mean- Usually you don't want to see your kids like cry, but you're like, one, you kind of probably deserve it because yep. it's been a long day in the park. And two, <laughs> that was amazing. That cast member deserves a shout out on Twitter and whatever else she should get. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Those are both well, off-property that... restaurants. There are still They're a lot of good, out, like out in the park. Out of park, sorry. Out which, of which is a good point to make. So again, if you're an annual pass holder, I think character meals in the park are a great experience. But if you're not an annual pass holder and this is like the one time a year you're going or even the one time for the next couple of years you're going to want to do that stuff out of the park so that your park days are full of yeah. just kind of like the rides and the attractions and the stay shows that you can't get anywhere else for sure excellent point all right i think we are ready for the lightning round the lightning Yay! round okay all right guys so the lightning round is you answer with your favorite disney pixar star wars marvel whatever i guess fox we have to count now oh gosh yeah i just this is getting ridiculous. I have so many questions about that, especially with The Simpsons, but we'll we'll continue. I yeah, I have a lot. Marge is now a Disney princess. That's the <laughs> so all right. So the lightning round uh, is kind of a quick answer. You will be judged and scored accordingly. Um, mm -hmm. and if you feel like you have to clarify your answer because it's that odd, like Haunted Mansion is your favorite movie, feel free. All right. Oh, that's such so, an underrated that, movie, but go ahead. <laughs> heard it okay, yes. All right. Favorite Disney movie. All right. So I will say Cinderella and Peter Pan and Sleeping Beauty. I have to say with the classic. Light, lightning round. Then there's three right there. I know, but my pits oh. are sweaty. When I have to pick favorites, it's very, very anxiety producing for oh, She man. does not like lightning rounds. My favorite, hands down, is Mary Poppins. Excellent choice. Live action there. I like that. Wait for mm. the All right. Favorite Disney character? 
Okay, so again, if I have to, <laughs> I would say Tinkerbell. Um, Mary Poppins. <laughs> Consistency, I like it. Favorite yep. Disney villain? Definitely Maleficent. I can say that. Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with Jamie Maleficent. Uh, definitely her. A double Maleficent. Yeah. Had a double anything. We never like had a double ever? anything. I don't think yeah, that. Well, no. I didn't even know that about Christy. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love her. I mean, I love the movie and Angelina Jolie playing her. So that took her a whole new role. Another one coming. So that's Yes, awesome. I'm excited. Favorite Disney song? Right now, it's... Well, actually, okay, no. Um <laughs> Once Upon a Dream is my favorite Disney song, like, ever. Um, mine is Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins. Back to Poppins. No villain from Poppins, though, huh? Not I just mean, mad no. at Hank. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, no. That's, yeah. All right, favorite Disney park? Magic Kingdom. It's another double. I'm the Magic Kingdom person, too, all the way. I'm also second guessing all of my answers the minute oh, you say them. By them. <laughs> I can't commit. It's like picking a favorite <laughs> child. No, oh, that's Doug. You always say that every time. Oh, it's so hard. I can pick my favorite child real easily today. <laughs> I mean, so could I, but <laughs> again, it changes every day. Samantha <laughs> exactly what I mean. Day. She she won Battle of the Books for the fourth time in a row. So she's four and zero. Like Bravo. Yeah. So yeah. She's my favorite today. All right. Favorite classic attraction? Um, Enchanted Tiki Room. Um, I'm a Splash Mountain person. It's a good okay. one. We that's, haven't that's had Enchanted Tiki, uh, Tiki Room Tiki yet. Tiki Room is new. Yeah. We, and it's very classic. She yeah, loves is. the Tiki Room. <laughs> we do. We love it. That was our daughter's birthday theme last year. And I had to make that happen. So. <laughs> Probably like how my son loved the people mover between the ages of three and four. That was yeah. great. Right. Yeah. Every yeah. three-year-old loves like, a people mover. He's like, but how these are that things. Yeah, but these are things that are like connected to Walt, like the Enchanted Tiki Room. Like he's connected to that. Yeah, I mean, maybe sure. he didn't work on the one in Disney World, but he most certainly had a hand <laughs> in the Disneyland version. <laughs> All right, favorite modern attraction. I'll have to say Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, hands down, Slinky Dog is our favorite right now. That's the first time we haven't had Flight of Passage in a long time, Doug. Yeah, this. Yeah, they no, we travel with short dog. people. Yeah. It's harder to ride yeah. with littles. And I feel like Disney made up. I'm not a Mind Train fan, so I feel like Slinky Dog was like the redemption. That that's a really good ride. Favorite Disney resort. Oh God, again, like I can't answer these. Um. My heart... You're not going to get their feelings hurt. It's okay. I know, I know, I know. Okay, we just stayed at Bay Lake Towers, and like slowly but surely, that's becoming my my top resort. That's, that's a good the one. Correct answer. Yeah. yeah. Good okay, good. <laughs> There's a correct answer. Um, ours is the Polynesian. That's only halfway. Correct. That's a good one as well. <laughs> it is good. Yeah. All right. Favorite counter service restaurant. I have to give two because I just I cannot pick. But the commissary <laughs> and Pecos Bills. Because all the unlimited, parts. yeah, unlimited tacos right, right. And toppings. There you go. I mean, just lettuce yeah. for days. Just... Lettuce for days. Making that but... money back. <laughs> yeah. um, we love Columbia Harbor House. I don't know why, but we love it. So that's our favorite. Good we love that for the view. The view. We sat upstairs a couple weeks ago. It was so much fun. Yeah, my it kids just wave till their hands fall off. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> All right. No one answered Aloha Isle, so also incorrect. But all right. Table <laughs> table service restaurant. 
I'm a dietitian. I love like food is my thing, but if you're forcing me, I guess yeah, I have to go have. with Okay, 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 okay. We're forcing you. <laughs> Via Napoli? Oh, that's, that's a, a good hmm. one. Quality choice. That's you good. know, obviously my favorite is Ohana I just talked about, but Via Napoli is a close contender. Oh, I mean, they have some really good pizza. It's the, so good. Their the rice balls are amazing. The only good pizza on property. Only, only good pizza. It is. We, when we ate it the first time, we're like, this is really good for park pizza. And then we yeah. just really started loving it. It's good. Especially because we live like 10 minutes, well, Christy and I, I used to. used to live. We're like 10 minutes over the New York border. So we have yeah. New York style pizza and then we have New Haven style pizza, which are like the top pizzas in the country. And, you know, we're picky with their pizza. So Via yeah, Napoli delivers. We yeah, can get okay. behind that. I'm, I'm pretty confident. There's good pizza everywhere in the world except <laughs> Walt Disney At World. At Pizza Rizzo's. I know. Pizza Rizzo's. Pizza Fari. Pizza Fari. Well, next time oh, I go to Via Napoli. is like the worst. Horrible. Next time I go to Via Napoli, I'm going to say my dietician said this is good for me. There you go. Yes, please there do. They import the flour from Naples. Oh my gosh, she wouldn't. They watch <laughs> it rise. Yeah. I've and studied the water. They, they found water. With and the, the water. You're content. right. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So based off the title of your blog, Akuna mm-hmm. Moscato, what yeah. is your favorite Disney drink? Okay. So I, I'm not going to say Moscato. I have to say <laughs> The frosé or the avocado margarita? Um, I love the spiked, this is coming from Polynesian, the spiked Dole Whips with the rum. They're, oh, that's a good they're one. good. And they actually, considering it's Disney and everything, um, they give you a good size. I feel like I had a shot and a half of rum in my Dole Whip last time. It was like a really good size. So, so they're pretty strong. To, you didn't have yeah, to they- supplement you guys all make fun of me when you do that next trip you can thank me um no i didn't have to supplement oh i skipped one didn't you skip the big one I dog the most oh, yeah. um your favorite disney snack oh okay well <laughs> dole whip needs no introduction obviously yeah but i feel like i have to give you something different you because... don't have to anything other than dole whip it's 100 <laughs> it's snack. all right um, I have to say those hu- like those huge chunky white chocolate chocolate chip cookies that are 500 calories and really not that big. For you don't need chips. to say that. Yeah, calories. you don't need yeah. to. Know. Disney calories don't You're count. You're actually ruining the magic now. <laughs> all yeah. I'm Just stick <laughs> well, with the dole whip. <laughs> is that as a dietitian, I still have to have that every time I go because they're yeah. just they're amazing. <laughs> like I get one while I'm there. Or I have a few while I'm there, and then I, like, pack some to take home because the only place where I found them, and they're amazing. Um, so I love – in France, you can get these, like, brioche ice cream sandwiches. I don't know if you've ever – it's I never heard about it until a year ago, and I read it on a blog somewhere. And back where they have, like, their ice cream shop – you get, it's I don't know how they do it, but the the ice cream doesn't melt and the bun is hot like a hot brioche buttered bun, but it just works perfectly and it's heaven. So the brioche ice cream sandwich. It's Epcot magic. It is. It is. So I get comments, I think similar, like because I'm a dentist, so people will see pictures of my kids eating like a chocolate covered marshmallow. Oh yeah. And they're like, you let your kids eat that? Like, yeah, they're a kid. I'd let them eat things. It's, uh, I feel like I we know. get similar comments. At least we you're a real dentist. Yeah, I just lied to my kid's dentist last week. She was like, does he have juice? And I'm like, 
Never. No, but I feel like you should know I'm lying because he's a little kid. He has juice boxes. Yeah, I always yeah. blame the dentist. Like when my kids are like, why can't we have another one of those? I mean, it's not like I restrict them. They they Thanks. still get yep. probably what's yeah. more than what you think they get. They're, but then they're like, let's have a third. And I'm like, your dentist really would not like that. Gosh, making me the You're going to get cavities. Yeah, <laughs> My kids want to call their dentist now. So, yeah. yeah, they just switched to Doug. So. And fact check. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. So I can't use that excuse anymore. Oh, Doug's yeah. not available. Can't Skype no. him or anything. All right. You can say whatever you need to to get the parenting done, Derek. I yeah. I, I approve. However it works, <laughs> I'm going to tell my kids that nutritionists said not to. All right. <laughs> Do it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, uh, Disney bucket list trip or item because I, I, I guess you know Astro Orbiters is a bucket list item. <laughs> oh no, yeah. So it's like a small scale. Small That's scale. That's the little bucket. It's the little bucket. The bigger bucket, well, because I know Christy and I share one. So yeah. I, I feel like I get an extra one here. So I'll have to say <laughs> mine is the, because um, I'm a Run Disney fan and I love doing the Run Disney races. I like, I want to do the Chateau, no, Castle to Chateau challenge. When yeah. you do the half marathon on property in Disney World and then you go to Disneyland Paris and do their half marathon. So yeah. I definitely want to do that at some point. That's a good one. Um, That's a good one yeah. yeah. So I, so the one Jamie and I share is we both want to get out to California and because we love the Disney history, we want to see the Disney family museum, but then also, and this is like my main bucket list. And of course she'd be coming along with me is <coughs> I want to see the studio in Burbank and the old animation building and Walt's office and the Hyperion bungalow and just everything. Like even that little street sign where it says like dopey Ave and just everything that he was a part of and the Sherman brothers, cause I'm such big fans of them too. So the Disney studios is like my Mecca where I want to be one day. So <laughs> yeah, we were living to... vicariously through you on your oh. Walt Disney family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was busy telling an 11 year old to be quiet and calm down and be patient on that Just one. Just not appreciating he the. Was, yeah, he's you, like, might, you yeah. might want not want to take the four and five so, year old to that one. There was two little kids. There was a mom with like two, like maybe a five, four year old boys. They did better than the 11 year old. <laughs> like, because the 11 year old was like just angsty. angsty. Yeah. But he did get to control a tiki bird. There's oh, a, oh, there's something oh, there for everyone. Yeah. When that I saw was that highlight. When I saw that train room on your stories, I was like, okay, that right there is like worth the trip out. Yeah, right. it's like the actual train from his backyard. We'll just tell our husbands that, Jamie. <laughs> I'm sure they'll send us on our way. <laughs> so the to see the studio, like yeah. so it's Adventures by Disney. That's what you need to book. Yeah. I know. Or day twenty-three. And, and like I said, I know like it's, uh, I would love to go with my husband and kid. Well, first of all, I don't think it'd be a trip for kids. And like you just said with the museum, but I don't know. I mean, I would want to be focused, but I feel like I would have to bring Jamie. I couldn't even I bring. know. We need to do that together. <laughs> I that know. has to be Definitely. a mom's yeah. weekend out or something. It's a work trip. Yeah. You have work a blog. Trip. That's, a work what, trip. that's right. what Doug and I what? tell our wives. Research. This is a work yes. trip. How can we get that? We to have to go trip. down to the parks. We yep. have to go without children in yes. order to make sure you need to go without children. So then, the, then the fathers will have to babysit their children and we'll go to California. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. Yep. All right. And you guys survived the lightning round. The lightning round. round. Yay. I mean, I don't know if I survived it, but it <laughs> you're still recovering. You're fine. 
So give a little bit, tell us about your blog, give a shout out to where we can find you, and I'll definitely put everything in the show notes as well. But where should people go right now to check you out? Um, So we have our blog, which you can go to www.hakunamoscatomoms.com. And from there, you can uh, do our blog and all the about us. You can also access our social media, but we're on Facebook and Instagram as um, at Hakuna Moscato Moms. And we actually just got Twitter. Um, we're oh. the, yeah, we're the Hakuna Moms on Twitter. So, but again, if you go to HakunaMoscatoMoms.com, you can get to all our social media and our blog from there. We have a YouTube channel where we do. We're trying on. to build up that YouTube channel. It's not easy, but you know, we do have YouTube. Yep. We, I don't think we've added yeah. anything to our YouTube channel and, uh, I know I, I feel like YouTube I have. is a whole other ball game. There's like a whole other logistics to YouTube. Everyone yeah. wants to be Disney vloggers anymore, I feel like. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, because nobody wants to write anything. <laughs> right, I know. Writing is work. That's Writing yeah. is work. If you yeah. could just but, say you know. it. See, that's why we like to talk about it, but we're not showing our faces on the I podcast. know. You guys that's are right. the smart ones here. Yeah, we're. I have a face for radio and a voice for <laughs> So we do what we can. Well, happy birthday, Doug. There you go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for being on the episode. And, of course, I'll put all your information in the show notes. Definitely go check out their blog. Uh, Really great stuff. And, again, thank you so much. And if you are ever thinking about taking a Disney trip or vacation with or without kids, we highly recommend the Rope Drop Queen, Michelle McKnight. Her email is in the show notes as well. And if you're going to like Akuna Moscato Moms on all the social medias, like Rope Drop Radio on all the social medias as well. And, oh, and become a Patreon for Doug's birthday. Yes. That's what Doug wants for his birthday. And leave Send an iTunes review. A review and a Patreon. So do that. That would be awesome. It could be $1 a month. We would love that. But that is all the time that we have left. So for the Akuna Moscato moms, Jamie <laughs> and Christy, Doug, I'm Derek. Thank you so much for listening to Rope Drop Radio.